January 16th, 2023. We're in Masechet Betza and Daf Bet Amud Bet. If you count from the top, it's about 16, 17 lines down. The last word on the line is Ela. If you recall, the Gemara is struggling to understand this dispute, this mahloka between Bet Shamay and Bet Ile, which was recorded in our Mishnah, the first of several in the Mishnah. It's the situation, the Masechet derives its name from it. It's the Betashin Odabi Yom Tob. It's an egg which is hatched or which is born, rather, on Yom Tov, what's the status of that egg? Is the egg considered something that can be eaten, can be moved? Or alternatively, is it Asur, uh, ironically, as we pointed out, Bet Shammai are the lenient opinion in our Mishnah, and Bet Hillel are the stringent opinion. Rav Nachman's first approach in our Gemara was that the dispute, the mahlok between Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel, is really dependent upon and an expansion of a different mahlok. It's mahlok of Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, which we find elsewhere in Masechet Shabbat. And it's a question of mukseh. It's a question of a circumstance, a situation. Mukseh, and by extension, nolad, where something entering into the day, which means to say the, the terminology we give is ben Hashem Ashot, before, uh, immediately before absolute nightfall, uh, which ushers in Shabbat, which ushers in specifically Yom Tov for our purposes, was this item in the person's mind, better yet, was the item seeable, was it touchable, was it there at all? Of course the answer is no. According to Bet Hillel, Mukseh is Asur, they have the opinion of Rabbi Huda, the stringent opinion. According to Beit Shammai, alternatively, it's Mutar, that follows the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. That's what the Gemara suggested in the name of Rav Nachman. The Gemara challenged that, if you recall, because the wording in the Mishnah, we thought the Gemara suggested, could have been perhaps a bit sharper. The Mahloket is not only on the egg, but it's on the Tarnegolet, on the chicken itself, if you're dealing with a circumstance where the Tarnegolet, the chicken, is purposed to give birth to eggs. And as a result, the Gemara instead will give not just one, not two, but three different approaches, at the very least for our purposes today, with regards to explaining our Mishnah. Ela Amar Rabbah, rather, says the Gemara, Rabbah suggested, Le'olam the circumstance, the situation of our Mishnah is uh, as follows. Not that the chicken was purposed to give birth to eggs, in which case we can talk about, we can introduce a situation called mukseh. Uh, in other words, the egg is not there yet, but rather entering into the holiday, when you looked at, when you asked me about the chicken in my uh, pen in the back, uh, in the coop in the back, I would tell you uh, we're going to eat it, or at the very least over time we'll eat it, which means to say my mind is clearly on that chicken. Uh, anything that comes out of it, meaning the eggs, is considered uchlad ifrat, the Gemara told us on which means to say it's an extension of the chicken itself. There should be and can be no issue of mukseh. We therefore turn to betilil, according to Rabbam, we say, how do you explain a prohibition in our Mishnah? If the circumstance is such that when I entered into the holiday, I look at this chicken, I say, we're going to eat from this, there's no mukseh. The fact that an egg came out of it, but my mind was on anything and everything attached to or coming from that chicken. And as a result, Rabbah will have to argue we're dealing with something other than what we call mukseh. The truth is, the two opinions that I mentioned, which will come after Rabbah, will start in the same place. It's tarnegolet ha'omedet la'achila. It's not a situation where we can talk about mukseh because it's the eggs which are not seen at Ben Hashem Ashot. Rather, the chicken is what's on my mind. No issue of mukseh. So what's the issue? 
And the initial statement of Rabbi is that our Mishnah is specifically, we're going to have to accept this for just a few moments, A.B. already raised this uh, to our attention on Friday, the situation is specifically that it's a Mishnah that's dealing with Yom Tob, which comes after Shabbat. Now we find that from time to time. You go from Shabbat into Yom Tob, especially in Chutz Laaretz, if you could have a three-day Yom Tob, it's, it's difficult. But the circumstance is such that you're going from Shabbat into Yom Tob. Why should that make a difference? Well, specifically because of that situation, that you went from Shabbat into Yom Tob, argues Rabbah, uh, you'd have an issue according to Beit Hillel, Umishum Hachana. And it's an altogether different issue, not mukseh, but rather a concept known as hachana. It sounds similar to mukseh because it's talking about preparation, but it's a particular and specific law. The kasavar rabbah, we're going to have to develop this, and rabbah, furthermore, the premise needs to be, is of the opinion, scientifically, kol any time that a, uh, an egg gives, uh, is, is birthed now, ha'idna means now, mityaleda, you see the word yoled, means to give birth, of course. Me'etmol gamrahla, it was really finished, meaning it was formed and fashioned inside the chicken the day beforehand. So again, what have we then suggested? Number one, we're going to be talking, the heading of this uh, document is going to be called hachana. In the legal formulation, we call it hachana de rabbah. You understand why? It's rabbah who's talking in our Gemara. Number two, now we're setting the context. The understanding of rabbah is that the egg is inside the chicken and finished before the day that attached, the day beforehand. What does that have to do with anything? The rabbah le and third stage over here is rabbah is consistent le Ta'am, of course, means taste. In Gemara terminology, it's a reference to reasoning. Rabbah is consistent with his reasoning, with his opinion. How so? De amar rabbah, rabbah derived a law. According to Rashi, this law is deoraita. It's a law min ha-Torah. This is called hachana de rabbah. It's on the biblical level. He's about to derive it from Pesukim. According to Harambam in his Perusha Mishnayot at the beginning of our Masechet, alternatively, this derasha is what we call asmachta. It's really only rabbinic in nature. But either way you slice it, we're dealing with a violation, a prohibition. What's that? Dichtiv, as the Pasuk says with regards to the man, the man which of course fell for B'nai Israel in the desert, uh, fell double portion on Friday. The Pasuk says with regards to that, the Pasuk says, on Friday, Yom Shishi, the sixth day of the week, they had to prepare that which they would bring. Pause for a second. What do the words in that Pasuk mean? Uh, they'll prepare on Friday that which they'll bring. So you might suggest, and it wouldn't be an uh, outlandish suggestion, that Peshat in the Pasuk, the simple interpretation of the Pasuk is that the preparation for eating on Shabbat needed to take place on Friday. In fact, the Torah says they would crush it, they would cook it, they'd fry it, they would do all sorts of things with the man. Maybe that's what the Pasuk is referring to. means on Friday they would prepare uh, the food, the man, for the way it was going to be eaten on Shabbat. Rashi explains why the Gemara, why Rabbah more specifically, is not accepting such an approach. The Pasuk says separately, et asher tofu efu. Moshe turns to them and he says to the people, that which you're going to bake, make certain that you bake it now. The fact that the Pasuk furthermore says you should prepare that which you're going to bring would be redundant. The Pasuk of Moshe already told them, bake which needs to, that which needs to be baked. 
The fact, therefore, that the Pasuk says, explains Rashi in our Gemara, is a reference to a law known as Hachana. Hachana means, and we'll spell it out in the words in the Gemara in just a second, there needs to be preparation from weekday for anything that's going to be eaten on Shabbat or Yom Tov. Again, it can't be brought forth, even even when it's outside of your hand, it's birthed forth from the, uh, the chicken, it needs to be that that took place on Friday, on Erev Yom Tov. Who said? Therefore, suggests Rabbah, piecing everything together, our heading is Hachana. We derive this from a Pasuk. Now, says Rabbah, accepting my premise that the egg is really brought forth inside the chicken on the day before it's hatched. Is that the problem? What do you mean? But it was fashioned. It was, but it, it's not so much that because the chicken itself is, is beautiful, delicious. Enjoy the chicken. Don't eat the don't eat the egg. It is, but over here it was birthed inside the chicken and then came out of the chicken. So it's its own item. Oh, that's what you mean by that. Correct. It's its own item, says, says, um, says Nathan. For, for example, in the Gemara, we'll present this in a few moments of Beraita. What if uh, it's the second day, I mean, it's the first day of the holiday after Shabbat, and I go ahead and say, okay, uh, honey, let's have the chicken for lunch. A chicken, I haven't slaughtered, I'll handle the slaughtering. I go out and I slaughter it, and lo and behold, there's a chicken inside. Is that, ch- excuse me, there's an egg inside. Thank you. Uh, that egg permitted to be eaten. The answer is yes. That egg is a part of the chicken. That egg hasn't been birthed. In the words of Nathan, it's therefore not separate. So again, just finishing the thought then, though, the fact that the egg was fashioned, brought into existence, took place on Shabbat before the holiday, that's a problem of Hachana. If the egg was laid on Shabbat, when the Friday... Before the Yom Tov, you'd say it's permitted ostensibly. It it would appear, this was your question on Friday, A.B., and it's the question of the Gemara in a moment. In other words, A.B. says, well, several, several examples, our Mishnah is then only talking about Shabbat followed by Yom Tov, when Yom Tov is on Sunday. What about when Yom Tov is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Let's uh, so go like that. Is in all those, or every law that we read in our Mishnah, according to Beit Hillel, being Asur, is that, is that not applicable? The Gemara will ask that question in just a few moments. I'll give you a spoiler from now. Uh, the, the Gemara will suggest it's all one large gezera. It's all one large enactment. Since the rabbis were nervous, that when you'll have a Shabbat going into holiday situation, you'll violate this law known as Hachana, which again, Rashi is suggesting, comes with all the force and potency of a mitzvah from the Torah or prohibition from the Torah. Therefore, even one Yom Tov was Sunday, Monday, excuse me, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, even Shabbat, no, not Shabbat, uh, yeah, even Shabbat, they prohibited it um, because of this uh, Gezerah. So again, says the Gemara, and Rabbah then is consistent with his opinion. What does it mean, perhaps, when the Torah uh, states, when Moshe commands the people, those are all quotation marks, that's the Pasuk. Now here's the interpretation. Hol, the weekday, meaning Yom Hashishi, Mechin Shabbat. That's the day on which 
all preparation, not only physical preparing it, cooking, but even bringing into existence. We call that hachana bide shamayim, needs to be taking place on the weekday. Vehol mechin liyom tov. And furthermore, weekday needs to be that which is the, the time during which you prepare the item comes into existence for yom tov. Who said you extend this to yom tov? Yom Tov is more lenient. Who said that a law which the Torah is teaching us about Shabbat, who said that's applicable to Yom Tov as well? Rashi suggests, Mahloka Rashi and Tosafo will mention Rashi's approach. Rashi suggests because Yom Tov is also known as Shabbat. And as a result, it shares laws. Who said Yom Tov is also known as Shabbat? The Gemara Masechim and Ahot on going into Daf Vav, points out that this is what the Pesukim in the Torah seem to say. Mimahorat HaShabbat, the Torah describes with regards to the Korban HaOmer. You need to bring the Korban HaOmer, Mimahorat HaShabbat, which we know is the second day of Pesach. Uh, but what, uh, that's a reference to Yom Tov, not to Shabbat itself. It's after the first day of Yom Tov on Pesach. It means that the laws of Shabbat are oftentimes applicable to Yom Tov as well. Okay, says the Gemara, then ve'echin v'tashayaviu dash, hol mechin l'shabbat ve'hol mechin l'yom tov. Ve'en yom tov mechin l'shabbat, if you have Yom Tov, which then leads into Shabbat, so whatever the, so Yom Tov fell out on Friday, and Shabbat is Shabbat, and there's the birth on Shabbat, problematic. Not mukseh. Time to Why is it a problem? Hachana. It was mukhan from Yom Tov. Ve'en Shabbat mechina liyom tov. And by extension as well, you can't have Shabbat going into a Sunday holiday where you'll have the egg. Nothing to do with Eruv Tavshilin. No, no. No, this is not cooking. This is preparation. It's not even your preparation. It's not a problem of your cooking and preparing it. It's a birth. All right, you make Eruv Tav Shilin for the chicken. Hey, what's that? It's about the egg being burned. So the Gemara right now, nothing to do with two-day holiday, but it's specifically a Shabbat into Yom Tov or Yom Tov into Shabbat. That's what the Gemara is telling us right now. It would seem that way. It would seem Yom Tov on a regular day is okay, or Shabbat on a regular time is okay as well. That was A.B.'s question. The Gemara right now will ask that question, and the Gemara is going to answer, oh, that's also, pro- that's also prohibited. Why? So we call it Gezerah. The rabbis built an enactment around this law that they were nervous from Shabbat into Yom Tov, or Yom Tov into Shabbat, are all circumstances. The birth on... I guess you said this when I was left here. The regular You're playing with the chicken? No. Yes, it's mukseh. Yes. So, how can any, why did any of this. We're dealing with using the chicken in order to eat it. We're not, you're not just handling it. You can't touch it with the plate with it. That's right. You're allowed to use it in order to slaughter it. Separate, you know. That's true. But the eggs also could be chickens. But you're using them to eat. You're using it for purpose. Plus, that's permitted. Uh, we're not dealing with just playing with the animal per se or pushing it around or something. So anyway, says the Gemara, Amar le Abaye. Abaye now responds to Rabbah. 
Again, Rabbah is the one who made this bold statement, according to Rashi, a biblical prohibition. Uh, Rashi is telling us that you're dealing with a hachana, which is asur. Uh, the, the, the words in, in Rashi are on the left-hand side. Uh, this is a concept known as hachana, which is uh, relevant to the domain of mukseh, but on the, the biblical level. What's that? Be'et Shammai, amazingly, disagree with the whole concept. Well, it's not going against the Torah. It's a question of interpretation of the Torah. Yeah, no, it's a fascinating point, yes. Amale abaye elame'ata. Elame'ata, as I've told you, the best translation I have for those words are, what about this? It's a challenge. Or the words the Gemara uses to prompt a question. Yom tob be'alma. Be'alma means in general. Yom tob in general, meaning a yom tob which doesn't fall on Sunday, which doesn't come out after Shabbat. Tishtare, the betzah noleda, the egg which is, is birthed on Yom Tov, which doesn't fall on Sunday, it should be tishtare, it should be permitted. And maybe you'll tell me the answer is it is, but our Mishnah didn't tell us that. The Mishnah was only talking about one case where Yom Tov falls on Sunday, and it, it forgot to tell me that law. I mean, it can uh, lead to restrictions on a, on a, on a, a broad level, and you, didn't, you forgot to tell it can't be. Answers the Gemara, Gezera Mishum Yom Tov Ahar HaShabbat, period. Shabbat de'almatishtare, gezera mishum shabbat ahar yom tov, period. Says the Gemara, the, the halakha in each of these circumstances is such that we made a gezera. And the gezera goes as follows. Gezera, of course, it means the, an enactment of the, of the rabbis, which is a restriction in order to uphold the law. We have takanot, which are enactments which tell you to do something. The rabbis have uh, many of those situations. And then you have a gezera, vasusiag divrechem, the Mishnah at the beginning of Pirkei Avot tells us. Uh, so the idea being, in order to uphold a law that we, that they, determined was going to be light in the eyes of the people, they needed to be a full-fledged uh, fence in order to defend this. And the concept over here, therefore, is although the only times Shabbat the Beit according to Rabbah, from the Torah is Asur, is if it's a Shabbat, which comes after a Friday holiday. The only times on Yom Tob, it technically speaking is Asur, is when a Yom Tob is on a Sunday and followed a Shabbat. But we made a Gezerah, and the Gezerah stands as such that any day when Yom Tob falls out on Shabbat, even when Yom Tob didn't come beforehand, Beit is going to be Asur. Says the Gemara Omigaz Rinan, do we really make such a Gezerah? Anan in Aramaic is Anahnu. Ligzor, of course, means to make the enactment. Gazrina means we make a gezerah, meaning do the rabbis uh, truly make such gezerot? Vehatanya, don't we have a beraita? which suggests otherwise. This comes to the case of Nathan from a few moments ago. It's the holiday. And it was a tarnigolet ha'umedit Your interest was in eating from this chicken. Uh, and he went ahead and you slaughtered the chicken. And lo and behold, and you found inside of it full-fledged and finished eggs. You allowed to eat from them or not? Maybe we should say no. Maybe we should say it's not muchan, mihol. What's the halacha? Mutarot leochlan, biyom tob. V'im ita ligzar mishum hanachdem et yaledan biyom ehon. If v'im ita, and if what you said is so, that we make such a gezerah, that the rabbis made a gezerah of, uh, of this sort. In other words, the fact that there's a situation where, um, uh, what, what did you say? The intent is only on the chicken, but more than that, it's not so much for that. It's the fact that the betzim 
were muhan potentially, and in whatever way, the fact that the betzim are, why don't we envision this situation, effectively the Gemara's question, as no different than any other situation where the birth took place on Shabbat or Yom Tov. Effectively, when you slaughtered the chicken and found the eggs inside of it, that's a birth. So it's not a birth in the natural sense, it's like a C-section. It's a circumstance where you sliced it open, and you found it inside. What's that? It's a byproduct, but again, the by, I understand your reason to permit, but was it muchan? You say it was muchan. Maybe it's a regular Yom Tov, a regular Shabbat. But the byproduct always. Anytime the egg comes out, we should consider it a byproduct. We're clearly not considering it as such. So you're distinguishing, as was Nathan, uh, between when it came out or you find it inside. Ah, maybe I shouldn't distinguish. After all, if A.B. and Jeffrey's question were not so strong, if the fact that it's uh, Yom Tov, which falls on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it is, and we're still prohibiting the egg which is born, which means that we're building strong restrictions over here, why shouldn't we build a restriction over there as well? Why shouldn't we build a gate and suggest, I don't care if the egg came out of the chicken. You found an egg in a chicken on the holiday, on Shabbat, Asur. Shabbat, leave aside. You can't slaughter on Shabbat. You're talking about on Yom Tov. Why is it mutar? Says the. Of, of course, but it's not going to help me because ultimately speaking, we made a gezerah. Any egg born on Yom Tov, any egg born on Shabbat, irrespective of the day beforehand being Yom Tov or Shabbat in each of those circumstances, it's Asur, that's Rabbah's statement, that's what we're calling a Gezerah. If that's the Gezerah, so even over here, you're right, Morris, let's say it was, it was completely fashioned and finished on Friday. It was, ah, I don't care if it was on Thursday, Gezerah. The rabbis made a Gezerah, that's what you just told me. The, what's that? I understand. But uh, as well as Monday is not considered the day after Shabbat. So you made a gazette over there. Why shouldn't you? What is it good? What? Never. According to this approach, it's never going to be permitted if born on Shabbat or Yom Tov. It is permitted for some reason when you slaughtered it and found it on Yom Tov. We can't understand why, but according to this approach in the Gemara, it's never permitted. Never permitted. Never permitted. And the question is, why is it permitted when you slaughter it? Answers the Gemara, listen. Uh, which to, uh, it's, 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 it's articulating what some of you are saying in different words. You, this is all one gezerah, you tell me, it's all an enactment. We have to pick and choose with, even with regards to our enactments, the rabbis say. We can't make everything prohibited. You'll make things that are relevant to the people's eyes and circumstances prohibited. The fact that there's a people will say, oh, if that was permitted, then this is for sure permitted, or if that was permitted, I assume this is permitted as well. That you'll do in, in circumstances that arise often, that are common situations that a person slaughters an animal, slaughters a, a chicken, and finds eggs inside of it is very rare. And as a result of it being very rare, the rabbis did not see fit and necessary to make the gezerah over there as well. In other words, what's that? It's not common. So as a result, so the, the Gemara answers again, just, uh, we'll read it inside in a moment, but just piecing it all together, the statement here of Rabbah in contrast to Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman suggested our Mishnah using these words again was, And the issue is Mukseh. Rabbah says it's The issue is Hachana. It's a Mukseh de Oraita, says Rashi. What's the circumstance? Whether it's Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, any day if Yom Tov, 
has a situation of a birth of a chicken, the egg will be prohibited. If on Shabbat there's a birth of a chick, a birth of an egg, prohibited as well. For what reason? What's that? You can't eat it that day. Hachana. You can eat it the next day. After the holiday, after Shabbat, you can eat it. The halachav hachana dictates you may not eat it on Shabbat or on Yom Tov if it was born on that day. Because the fear is that in a situation where it was born the day beforehand, which may have been a holy day, Shabbat or Yom Tov, depending on your situation, you wouldn't be able to eat it from the Torah. So in turn, under all circumstances, says the Gemara, why don't we make a Gezerah? Let's, I mean, why else are you slaughtering? Yeah, that's why. So I, my intent is to do it because I know there's eggs inside and I want the eggs to come out. So I can't. You think it would apply in that situation? I still think it's enoshach. Uh, yeah, I think it would be permitted. It's a good question. Again, says the Gemara a few lines from the bottom. V'hatanya ha-shochetat ha-tanegolet u-masaba be-esim gemurot mutarot le-ochlam b'yom tov v'im ita. And if what you're saying is so, Rabba, Ligzar, the rabbi should have made a gezira mishum because of hanach, these or those, dimityaledan b'yom ehon, which are born in the natural fashion on Yom Tov or Shabbat. Amar le answers Rabba, defending his opinion, be-esim gemurot b'me'e iman milta de la shachichahi. Uh, the matter, a situation where you'll find full-fledged eggs ready to be hatched, and you caught it in the moment that you slaughtered that, uh, that chicken, Shachiach means common. It's an uncommon circumstance, a situation. And on matters that are far-fetched, out there, rare, the rabbis didn't see fit and necessary to build a gate around those situations as well. Okay, so the Gemara then has suggested a second approach to our Mishnah. The first approach, again, being Mukseh. The second approach being what we call Hachanah de Rabbah. The next two approaches in the Gemara will revert back to rabbinic enactments fears that the rabbis had but it won't be like Rav Nachman suggested that the that Tarnegolet, the chicken was because then we'd have a problem of Mukseh it's rather a Tarnegolet, the chicken which you had intent, you had mindset to eat from so then what should the problem be? Not a hachana de rabbah. Hachana de rabbah, maybe not everyone agrees to. It's a hidush of rabbah. It says the Gemara, Rav Yosef Amar, Gezera, Mishum Perot, Hanoshrin. The Gezera over here is because of a separate rabbinic enactment uh, that this is a situation similar to, or which will lead to, Perot Hanoshrin. Perot Hanoshrin means the following. I'm walking... I wish, in an orchard on Shabbat, and I see uh, apples, uh, apples I can't pull off the tree, apples I'm not allowed to climb the tree in order to, to, to snap off, I can have an isur from the Torah being tolish perot from the tree, but I found one, it just fell onto the floor, I know there's no worms, it just fell onto the floor, I want to pick it up and eat from it, it's a great situation, I didn't even have to pull it off, in that situation you permit it from the Torah, you should be permitted, midrabanan, rabbinically speaking, you're not allowed to. We'll talk about why in a moment it'll be relevant to us. But that being the case, isn't that somewhat similar to our situation where the Betzah is birthed on Shabbat, on Yom Tov? Well, after all, you're dealing with something which came from its initial source and came out and it's now edible. I should say that the Betzah... I know birthing is different than falling off a tree, but you know, as far as a tree goes, that's the birth of the tree when the apple falls off. And as a result, suggests Rav Yosef, the ma- 
No. Why should it? Why should it necessarily? I'm not, I mean, you, you're looking at the fruits. Yeah, you know they existed. What's that? Okay. Over here, the tanigolit is omedet la'achila. Anything that comes out of this chicken, you add in mind on as well. What's that? I, I watched, I saw it fall right now. Pick it. Says the Gemara. It's not a why? Because the fruit was already All right. But I looked at... Now, now I, now when I entered the holiday, I was going to eat from the chicken. Anything by extension is part of the chicken. So you can't tell me it's different than the fruits on the trees because in my mind, I see the eggs. I see everything having to do with this chicken. should be permitted. But if the fruit which fell off the tree is prohibited for some reason, says Rav Yosef, this is a Gezerah as well. Says the Gemara, well, wait a second. Amale Abaye, Abaye, just like he challenged Rabbah, he's not going to let his uh, colleague Rav Yosef off either uh, so easily. Perota Noshrin, let's analyze this. The reasoning that underlies that enactment of the rabbis when the apple fell off the tree that I'm not allowed to eat from it, Ta'ama Mai. What is the reasoning? Ta'ama, the reasoning. Mai Ma, what is the reasoning? Gezerah. The whole thing in the first place is what we call a gezerah. Sheme ya'alevi itlosh. The issue with the apple which fell off the tree is not mukzeh. I saw it entering the day. I had my mind on it. It's not tilisha. I didn't snap it off. I didn't pull it off. I didn't cut it. What is the issue? It's a gezerah. It's an enactment from the rabbi. What's the enactment from the rabbis? Sheme ya'alevi itlosh. The issue, the rabbi. So you had your mind on it. Why not? The issue is that the rabbis are nervous that if we allow you to walk through the orchard and eat from them, you'll by extension say, I could climb the tree and pull it off. That's an issue from the Torah. As a result, what's that? Shabbat. Yom Tov. It's a good question. Charlie says, we're talking about Shabbat and Yom Tov. Melechet Ochenefesh. Ochenefesh is permitted, I thought. Anything that's preparation for food should be permitted. That's a great question. Tosafot, this large Tosafot addresses this matter. At the very bottom of Tosafot, this Tosafot, they record a very important law from Talmud Yerushalmi, and it goes like this. The only matters which are permitted as melechet ochenefesh are in the ordering of the 39 melachot. It's milisha ve'elach, which means to say from the part of kneading the dough and onward, that's what's permitted. Any of the activities leading up to the construction, the making the dough, you're not allowed to do on Yom Tov. Once you already cut and thresh and ground and set, sifted and set, all that sort of stuff is out of the way. Those are the, what we call sidurat uh, depat, those first several melachot. Once there, then it's permitted. Everything before that, including, of course, telisha, is prohibited even on Yom Tov, right? The initial stages of, of bringing forth food is prohibited even on Yom Tov. That's not permitted. I Ironically, and it's an amazing thing. It's only recorded in Talmud Yerushalmi. We don't have that in Talmud Bavli, but that is normative. That is that is important halakha. And halakha lemaaseh. To the best of my memory, the only place it's really mentioned on a page is here in Tosafot. A very important. I remember I learned my sechet beitzah and kolel one year, and we had this as a question. If you didn't know this, I mean, you know, you're missing a major part. And ironically, it's only there in Tosafot from Talmud Yerushalmi. But it's 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 started by the question of Charlie. But again, here says the Gemara. Then so. 
Abaye challenges Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef, you're telling me the reason the Beit Sashin Yom Tov is Gezera Mishum Perot Anoshrim. Perot Anoshrim in the first place is only rabbinically prohibited. It's what we call a Gezera. Shemeya Alevi Itlosh. One second. I've heard of making gates. But gates for gates? Ah, we don't do that. That's called Gezerah Ligzerah. We don't do such a thing. Rashi at the bottom of Daf Bet Amud Bet, in a different but similar context, quotes the sourcing in his mind for this concept of En Gozrin Gezerah Ligzerah. We don't make a double gate for, uh, for, for rabbinic laws. He says that the Derashah, the Gemara Masech Betzan Daf He, is uh, that you're supposed to do Mishmeret Ve'asitem. Mishmer, what's the Pasuk in Sefer Joey, can you help me with this one? No. All right. Anyway, the Pasuk talks about making a mishmeret le mishmarti. It talks about making a gate or making a safeguard for my say here. It is. Ushmartem mechilat. Ushmartem et mishmarti, Rashi says, is the source. In Masechet Moed Katan over there. Ushmartem et mishmarti. So the idea is you're supposed to safeguard my uh, guarding, uh, my guardrails. Uh, you don't make a guardrail for your guardrail. That's what we call a gezerah ligzerah. So far-fetched, we won't go. The rabbis won't go, and they're not permitted to go. Uh, it's, it's too restrictive. As a result, says Abaye, your whole issue over here, Rav Yosef in our Mishnah is, the reason the egg is prohibited is because it's going to be confused with the fruits on the fall off the tree, but that in the first place is already just a restriction. You're building a restriction for a restriction. We call it a gezerah ligzerah. He Gezerah, the top of Davgimalamudalaf, it itself, Gufa itself is a Gezerah, the idea of Perota Noshrim being Asur on Shabbat, the fruits which fell off the tree on Shabbat. The Anana and we, meaning the rabbinic body, Nekum will stand up, Vinigzor, Gezerah, Ligzerah, will make a safeguard for a safeguard. There's no such thing. We don't make Gezerah, Ligzerah. Ushmartemet Mishmarti, you make a safeguard for God's safeguard, not for your own safeguard. Answers Rav Yosef enigmatically, somewhat mysteriously. Kula hada gezerahi. This is the way to get out of this. I mean, you find these words in the Gemara from time to time. Is this was not a safeguard for a safeguard. At the moment that the rabbis gathered and determined, that's right, determined that fruits which fall off a tree are going to be prohibited on Shabbat, in that same moment they said, and by extension, you know what else? Uh, also eggs which are born on Shabbat or Yom Tov. That was all part of the same thing. What's that? It started with perot and betim, all at once. In other words, the issue was a technical issue. We don't make rabbinic enactments for rabbinic enactments. We accept rabbinic enactments for biblical enactments. So says the Gemara, this, this rabbinic enactment really came in tandem. It was at the same time. Perot The wording then that we mentioned earlier is gezera mishum perot is not sharp enough. It is the very gezera of perot The egg is identical to the fruit. At the very moment that the rabbi said, fruits which fall off a tree are prohibited, they said as well, and additionally and on the same lines, a beza, which is that's in the words of the Gemara Kula, it entirely, both the beza and the perot shenashru, hada one gezerah, it's all one large gezerah, baruch Adonai amen, amen,